you every Sunday and just to have an opportunity to just share the word of God with you. So the journey continues. This is Esther chapter number 1 verse number 19. We touched on one thing last week, last Sunday on verse number 19. We have got two more to go and um, let's see if we are going to tackle the two today. If not, we'll tackle the other one the next time we meet Esther chapter number 1 verse 19 Alright I'll read from the Amplified Version now If it pleases the king let a royal command go forth from him and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes so that it may not be changed that Vashti is to be divorced or separated, come no more before King Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. So what we looked yes, uh, last week, we looked at the presence. Part of what was written in the law was that because of the sin of Vashti and the disobedience of Vashti, she was supposed to be uh, expelled and never allowed again to get into the presence of the king. And we spend a lot of time talking about the presence of the king because sometimes if you don't know what the law keeps you away from, you will not appreciate the grace of God. So if you have a revelation of the importance of the presence of God, and what the Lord did to stop us from getting into the presence of God, not because the law was bad, but because God used the law to shed light on our sins, that we disqualify ourselves from the presence of the God who was always chasing after man from the Old Testament, or from the very first day man sinned. God was always chasing after man. Uh, at one time when I was reading this, the story of uh, the prodigal sons, I saw something very important. That what brought the young son back to the father was the father. When the Bible says he came back to his senses, it's simply saying that he had a revelation of the love of the father because the senses, it is what he had when he was with the father. So it is the father that went after the young man. The father that brought the young man. That's why the father was waiting for him to come back. All ready to receive the young boy that he had gone after. Though not physically done, but in the mind everything that was taught him by the father, it is what brought him back home. So you need to have a revelation of what you were robbed of as a result of sin in order for you to appreciate the grace of God. Jesus at one time says something very important. He who is forgiven much loves much. Now those who think we're forgiven little will love less. Now not because they were forgiven less but because they do not, they, 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 they feel justified in their own actions. 
that they see that the grace of God found me when I was a halfway. I was actually on my journey. You know, so the, the grace of God just took me when I was almost there. But for some of us who know that we were not good enough, for some of us we, who know that we were disqualified, no matter how much we were going to try, we we're not going to meet the standard of God, we know that we were loved much and we were forgiven much. And as a result, we love God even when things are tough, we love Him. Our love for God has no conditions because the love of God for us does not have any conditions. So if you know and you have a revelation of what you were forgiven of, you would love God more. And the law of God gives you that revelation. It is not the grace of God that gives you the revelation of how much you were forgiven. It is the law that gives you the revelation of how much you were forgiven in order for you to embrace the grace of God that made the forgiveness available. The Bible is very clear. The Lord did not come to justify, but to shed light. So Jesus comes and says, if you look at a woman and lust after her, you have already committed adultery in your heart. Then you're like, well, then I'm, a, I'm an adulterer. If you say fool, you have actually committed murder. Well, I have murdered. So, I need the grace of God. Okay? So, we, we spoke uh, quite a lot on the presence of God last week. And we said that you are in the presence of God. You have the presence of God. And we are going to, to dwell a little bit on that. Even when we are talking about the second thing today. That is position. Position lost. What Fashiti lost... Number one, she lost the presence of the king or access to the presence of the king. Number two, she lost the position. Her position as wife, married, she lost it. When the law was applied, she lost her position. But it is not really the law that made her lose her position. It was her sin that made her lose a position so the law just came to shed light on the sin for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god all is all all present sinned now when the bible says all sinned it's talking about all of us even though we were not there when adam ate of that tree the fruit of that tree we were not physically present, but we were present. You need to listen to my sermon, First Adam, Last Adam, to understand what I'm talking about. Although we were physically absent, we were present because we were in the loins of the man who sinned. And by the way, the name Adam simply means mankind. So in Adam was mankind because Adam carried the seed that he was supposed to multiply. Okay, He carried the seed. That's why when Jesus came, the Bible says the seed of the woman, not the seed of the man. Because the seed of the man was already corrupted because all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Okay, So, when this lady did what she did, disobeyed the king, she lost her position. Now, 
a position that is important to you. It is a position that comes out of a relationship. Every position that is not out of a relationship can easily be lost. That's why you have to get ready to be fired where you are working. Because they hired you not because of relationship, but because of your qualifications. What you offered, or what, you, what they believed you would offer to the company. The day you stop offering that, what will happen? You lose your position. Okay? Are you, are you with me? So, man lost his position. Man lost his position. Okay? And in this case, Vashiti lost her position. She was married, and all of a sudden, she's no longer married. Her position was not... All the other positions that she then enjoyed, they were as a result of the position, wife, relationship. Queen, because you are wife, now you are queen. You are heading the women's league because you are wife. Now you are heading the women's league. Okay? So all the other things that she, positions that she assumed in the kingdom, they were as a result of marriage, relationship. And that is the very thing that the law came to expose, that you do not have a relationship because of sin. That's why those who lived under the Old Testament did not call God Father, even though God called them children. Now, if you read the Old Testament, this is what you will find. God is declaring He is the Father. You are my children. But all the guys that you, 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 you like so much, the Moses, the Elijah, the Elisha, they never approached God as Father. Elijah never said, you are my Father. No. Even though God said, children, Israel, you are my children. Israel never saw themselves as sons of God. Why? Because of sin. And sin is enlarged, if I'm to speak like that, by the law. Where the law shines, sin becomes even bigger in our eyes. And where there is law, then there is condemnation. You condemn yourself and you fail to approach God who is calling you my child and my son. Are you, are you, are you with me? So we're going to see a lot of that, a lot of you know, position. Because I want you to, to understand from the position that you possess, you as a, a child of God, so that you know that the law is always preached to stop you from enjoying the position. Because the good news is you cannot lose that position anymore. Because you are a child of God. But the bad news is that you can fail to experience the blessings of your position. Every position comes with specs. Every position at your workplace comes with a salary. Benefits. Okay? When you get a job and you are a gardener, you will not get the benefits of a manager. 
And the sad thing is the higher the position, the more the benefits, not the lower the position. The higher the position. Why is it our companies don't send gardeners' children to school, but they send the children of the MD, who has more than enough, who can afford? Things are given only to those who afford. That's why you cannot convince God based on your poverty to do something for you. You cannot go into the prayer closet and all you talk about is what you do not have and expect to enjoy what you do not have. Tears never attract the blessing. Hours spent in the prayer closet, they don't attract the blessing. The confession of scripture does not attract the blessing. What attracts the blessing is a renewed mind. As long as your mind is not renewed, it does not matter how many times you walk around and call yourself blessed. Actually, that is not faith. Faith is not going around your house and calling yourself blessed a hundred times and declare that your rent will be paid. That's not faith. You can send, spend the whole night say, I believe my rent will be paid, I believe, as an act of doubt. It is not how many times you say it. It is not how many times you go around Jericho. You can go today to Jericho and go around Jericho and the walls will not fall down. Because what causes the walls of Jericho to fall down is faith. Now faith is a response to what God has already provided. Faith does not cause God to do anything. Faith receives from what God has already provided. Which means before faith there needs to be a revelation. I'm back to my gardener story. You need a revelation of who you are as a son in order for you to know that as a manager at this workplace, I don't need to worry about the fees for my children because it is part of the package. But if you think gardener and try and convince yourself that because of your poverty and because of your type of clothing, as you approach, you are going to attract favor. Favor is not attracted by what you do. That's why we don't locate God. That's why we don't say, Holy Ghost, locate me. Because he is not in a business of locating people. The Holy Ghost located you at Calvary. And you now need to locate where you were located. And enjoy the blessing that was made available. So when you get a position, and now there are benefits to every position. You know, I, I liked when when Gwesu was, was was leading. You know, very good. But his the problem is, you know, I saw the problem is the problem that we all have. You know, I'll, I'll tell you the problem. So, there was a battle when he was leading. A battle of whether the, the power is in me or the power is not in me. Whether the ability is in me or the ability is not in me. Look, the good news is, you don't even need to struggle with that confusion. You can rely on your strength. Because your strength is his strength. 
Now, the moment you start seeing there is another strength that is yours and there is another one that is God's, when you are one with God, okay, you understand. Let's get, I want you to see your position. It's your strength. There is nothing wrong saying I am powerful. I am because it's no longer I who lives. I'm one with God. His power, my power, that is all in the position that I've assumed. And if you lose the position, you lose the power because power is not, then it was not in a person, it was on the seat and the position. She was not queen because she was beautiful. She was queen because she was married. She was not queen because she was matured. She was queen because she was married. She was not queen because she knew how to talk. She was queen because she was married. To as many, John chapter 1 verse 12, to as many as received him, not as many as were matured, not as many as knew how to talk, not as many as they, you know, had their act together, but to as many as received him, he gave them a position, the power, to become children or to be called children of God. Those who believe in his name. Not who do good. Those who believe in his name. Whose righteousness do you celebrate? You can confidently say my righteousness. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, 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 it's bad if it's a Pharisee saying it. But good if a grace person says it. Because they are saying it from an understanding that his has become mine. position now before I get to dwell much on on your position as a son in the kingdom or rather let me, let me start with the marriage one then I come to sonship so there was a divorce now the problem with divorce is there is a chance that you will go back to the person that you divorced There are people who divorce after a few years, they go back. Okay? Now, for us, it's not divorce. Romans chapter number 7. Give me Romans chapter number 7, New King James Version. Let's just read through that. We are not divorced from the law. No. We were married to the law, and it's not divorce that took place. Romans chapter 7, from verse 1. It's not divorce... New King James Version, please. I can, I can read from this one. It's okay. Do you not know, brethren, for I am speaking to men who are acquainted with the law, that legal claims have power over a person only as long as he is alive. So if you owe a bank money, when you are dead, that's it. For the man who is a husband is bound by the law to a husband as long as the husband lives till death do us part right 
But if the husband dies, that's why you can marry a week after your wife dies and it's still fine. But if the husband dies, going for a year, trying to do this, trying to be fine and appear like you love her, you are depriving yourself of the joys of the next step in your life. Move on. The faster you do, the better. I told my wife, if you die, I'll marry another one. If I die, marry another one. Even if it means marrying next week. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. Release. Say released. So then if, while her husband leaves, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies... She is free from that law. Wow. So that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Okay? Let's go. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead. Now, remember, the law is good. You'll find that, you know, if you continue to read chapter number 7, the law is good, the law is holy, the law is just. Now, because the law is good, the law cannot die, and the law does not die. So you are married to the law, so you hate to die. Okay, listen to this now. You also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ. So Christ came into our marriage with the law, and he became us, born in the likeness of man. Okay? Born under the law, Galatians chapter number 4. Verse 4, to redeem them who are under the law. So when he came, what did he do? He took our form. And taking our form, uh, no, don't switch back. When I, when I give you a verse, because I'll give you a hundred of them and you, you'll be switching back and forth. All right, so when the law came, man was married to the law. Okay? And now Jesus comes, he took our place, and the Bible says he fulfilled the law. He did not divorce himself from the law. He fulfilled the law. And after fulfilling the law, he is now us, right? He went to the cross and he died to the law. Because when he died, Romans chapter number 6 from verse 1, we died together with him. And when he rose up, we rose up to newness of life. Okay? Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, not your own body. That you may be married to another. Now, now that I am dead, the Lord does not have any hold over me. Because I am now dead to the law. So, I am now coming up in a new life. With a new life. The law cannot have any claim over me. And when I get married to Jesus now, it's no longer adultery. Okay? That you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. Next verse. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which aroused which were aroused by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But it's no longer the case. Why is it no longer the case? Because we have married another guy. 
Now, here is the problem. The problem is adultery. People who are married to Jesus who want to also be married to the law. People who are married in the new covenant but they also want to get married to the old covenant. If there is anything that you have to learn from the book of Esther is to see the presence of the Christ in the Old Testament. Okay? So we were not divorced from the law. The law, we, were, we died. So we cannot go back again because we, we died. Imagine your husband who died coming back again after 25 years and says, you run away. Okay? But you see, we are going to the dead, our relationship with the dead guy and trying to love the, the new guy using the other guy's Yeah. Okay. Let me let me talk about what happens if you don't know who you are. Ready for that? One thing, I'll just give you one thing today. You worship angels. All right. Colossians chapter 2 verse 18. Let no one cheat you. Say cheat. They are cheaters. People in churches are cheating us. Let no one cheat you of your reward. If ever there is uh, the Uya Jola of the gospel, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm the Jub Jub. Looking for those who are cheating with the law when they are now married to another. You're looking at me like you don't watch it. Or you have not passed through it. Let no one cheat you of your reward. Taking delight in false humility. Say false humility. And worship of angels. Intruding into those things which he has not seen. Vainly puffed up by his mind. Now. It's easy to worship angels. Matthew 4, 8 to 10. If you do not know your position, you worship everyone. You take instructions from everyone. If you are a varsity and you know that you are married, you have got a husband. And if the husband says, leave your party and come to my rest, you only do what the husband says. Not what your mind tells you. Because there can be another guy in your mind. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. Remember the devil? The devil was there as an angel. At some point, an angel of light, Isaiah chapter number 40, 14. An angel of, of light. And I think Ezekiel chapter number 7, if I'm not mistaken. Is an angel of light. And he fell. And now he comes and says, worship me. He's still an angel, but a fallen one. And Jesus says, we don't, we, we don't, we don't worship angels. Straight or fallen. We don't worship angels. 
Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan. For it is written, He knew who he was. Sons don't worship angels. Why? Because God has made us a little lower than Elohim, than himself. Angels are below us. That's why it's surprising that people celebrate angels and they feel like they are more spiritual because they saw an angel. Seeing an angel does not make you spiritual. In fact, it is what God does. In most cases, not all cases, in most cases when you are dull of hearing, he sends you something spectacular to draw your attention. When the bush is burning, it's because Moses has failed uh, to hear. So God has to show you something spectacular. So Jesus comes and says, you are not going to receive any other sign except the sign because your generation is after signs. When God speaks to you in an audible voice, there is a problem. The audible voice on Matthew chapter number 17, Mount of Transfiguration, it was not for Jesus. It was for these guys who were with him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Because Peter was preoccupied with how about the tent for Elijah, how about the tent for Moses, and says, you know what, you will miss the message. Let there be an audible voice. It's not a sign of strength. Elijah missed the small still voice in the earthquake. He thought he was there in the earthquake. God was not there in the noise. Relax. God is spirit. And you are spirit. If he leaves spirit to talk to physical, it's because you fail to hear spirit. Again, the problem, when you say the presence is here, it's outside, it's not spirit. You need to go past the feeling level. So Jesus says, I will not worship you. Away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Who do you worship? Only the Lord your God. Revelation chapter 19, verse 9 to 10. Revelation 19, verse 9 to 10. Position. Do you know your position? If you know your position, the kind of prayers that you pray, they have, they have to be different. Then he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. This is the angel who was speaking to John. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant. And of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the angel has come and is busy showing him stuff. What's, what, what's the next thing? John wants to bow down to worship the angel. Angel says, No, no, no. Don't worship me. False humility. And the worship of angels. 
if you spend most of your time talking about angels, you know how angels are always appearing in your house, and then angels, you're trying to be more special than us because you see angels and all that. No, we don't need to see angels. We have the fullness of the Godhead dwelling on my inside. I don't need anything physical. Ah, then the angel came and, you know, every day we see them. Angel, you know, the angel will be seated by the sofa there and the angel seated by the... And then another angel, and then another angel came on the other side and... Come on! Stop the angel business! The angel said to him, I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Let's talk about the one the angel is testifying about. Leave the angel... What did the angel do? What did the angel say? Testimony of Jesus. So we should all be declaring the testimony of Jesus for the testimony. Not the testimonies. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What is the spirit of prophecy? The testimony of Jesus. Who goes deeper? The one who declares the testimony of Jesus. If you knew the right time to say go deeper, it was this time. deep I go deep than those that you think go deep you actually go deeper than them yourself why because you have the testimony of Jesus and the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy there's only one who has to be lifted up and if you find a man who presents nothing else but the gospel then you have found a teacher of the word because they are rare men to find. You will find those who say you had praise on every side but no crush. In the whole sermon, you know, uh, after Sunday, a friend of mine called me and says, you know what, Dan? Actually, I think a lot of people think, that's what he said, I think a lot of people think saying Jesus in their sermon is preaching Jesus. And I says, what do you mean? says because a lot of people when they are preaching they, they just say Jesus you know Jesus is good you know Jesus will do it for you and they're thinking that they're preaching the message of Jesus that's not preaching Jesus that's saying Jesus just like praying in the name of Jesus is not saying in the name of Jesus at the end of your prayer praying in the name of Jesus is the revelation of coming in the authority of the one who pays the price not just saying in the name of Jesus. Well, I'm praying in the name of Jesus. Nothing is happening. Well, because you have not been praying in the name of Jesus. You were praying in your name. That's why you were disqualifying yourself. That's why you are condemning yourself. That's why you feel unworthy. That's why you say to God you are nothing. It's all your name, your name, your name, your name. Then at the end of your name, you put the name of Jesus to sanitize your prayer. The devil is a liar. Or they say to marinate the prayer. You can't trick God. You can't fool God. In whose authority do you approach? So, preaching Jesus is not saying in the name of Jesus. I can preach Jesus to you without saying his name. The whole one hour. But telling you what was accomplished for you, telling you his love for you, 
no one is preaching Jesus. If you don't believe your sins are forgiven, past, present, and future, you are not preaching Jesus. I don't, I don't, I don't care how many times you say in the name of Jesus, but you are not coming in the revelation of what Jesus did and accomplished for you. Revelation 22, 8 to 10. This guy was stubborn. John, he was very stubborn. The angel says on chapter 19, don't worship me. Chapter 22, he does the same thing again. We have a problem. I passed at a church that I thought, I, well, I thought I had done a good job until another preacher came and says that if you saw a thousand rands, you know, you, I see you become a millionaire. And then I saw the people that I thought had an understanding of the message that I was preaching going while I was seated. And I'm thinking to myself, what's going on? I've been telling them it's for free. For three years. It's for free, it's for free, it's for free. Up until the guy who goes deeper comes and says, I see you. You're about to get to the next level with the seed of a thousand. You know, after his message, you know, I, I left, I went into my office and he came to my office and, 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 and he said, yeah, no, pastor, yeah, the money that came, you know, we need to, to share. I told him, my man, I'm not sharing with you this one. You're on your own. Actually, I'm busy. I was not even busy. I had to go away. I didn't want to partake in that. Not even one of those people is anything as I speak. But those I spoke to by the Spirit of God, they're rising without pain. So who is going deeper? The testimony of Jesus. Right. Chapter 22. Do you know your position? Don't pay for things that are free. You don't buy your position. It was given to you. Chapter 1 verse 18. John says, You were born not of the will of the flesh and of blood, but born of the will of God. You know what that means? To be born of the will of God. You know what that means? When parents sit down and they are planning to have a baby, we want to have a baby. They sit down the plan. Now imagine God sitting down and says, now we want Steve. The Holy Ghost, Jesus, the Father, they say we want Edmore. So, Edmore is there, born again. We want Rhea, Rhea. Born of the will of God. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. Born of the will of God. You know what that means? It means you can walk in boldness. You know what that means? You cannot be rejected. You know what that means? Now give me Isaiah chapter 50, 43 verse 18. I want to see, show you something. Isaiah 43. I know you didn't have it. Isaiah 43 verse 13. Indeed before the day was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I wake and who will reverse it? Ah, come on, church. Huh? And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work. Not you work. 
I work and who will reverse it? So if you are born of the will of God, you are God's workmanship. I work and who will reverse it? In you God worked. In you God worked. In you God worked. In you God worked. Now who will reverse it? What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who then shall be against us? Is it tribulation? What, what, what will separate us from the love of God? Is it lack? People? Accusations? Condemnation? No, we are more than conquerors. Because I work and who will reverse it? I'm telling you, even men of law, when they sit down, after you have sinned and they're trying to impose sin, God is just there saying, I worked. Who will reverse it? On the papers, I am in a relationship with you. I got married to you. And I am the one who said the two shall become one. And again, I'm the one who is against divorce. Because from the beginning, it was not so. This divorce that you're seeing here, Moses said to say that because of the hardness of your heart. But from the beginning, now God does not continue from where Moses left off. God goes to the beginning because in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning it was not so. We don't do divorce. You, me, one. I don't divorce you, man. Ah. No, 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 church. Don't let anybody cheat you. Because although we are going to meet you in heaven because you are born again, my friend, you will regret all the 15 hours you were spending in the prayer closet trying to convince God. But the truth was you were trying to convince yourself that you are forgiven. Trying to convince you know, whenever you see people walking around says, I believe, I believe, you know, I believe. No, it's not really God. You are trying to convince yourself. You are actually in doubt up until you stop saying it and you are at rest. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is, ah, well, ah, you know, it will be done. It will be paid. It will be paid. It will be paid. No, the truth is, it's you that you are trying to convince. It's not, it's not God. When, when you really now know and you are at peace and you are walking in faith, you will sleep in the midst of the storm. Because it is only those who sleep in the midst of the storm who have the capacity to calm the storm. If you don't know how to sleep in the storm, you forget about calming the storm. You don't calm the storm by, by speaking, but by resting in the midst of the storm. And by the way, the calming of the storm was not for Jesus. It was for them because who needs the, a calm sea when you are able to sleep in the midst of a storm? Who, who, needs, who needs a calm sea? It's those who are panicking who needs it. Jesus was not doing it for himself. He was doing it for these guys because he had already said, let's go to the other side. 
Stop, stop praying for the devil not to be on the aggressive whatever and says, no, we have to stop the works of the enemy. My friend, we are not. We are not trying to stop the enemy. Because Jesus said, I pray that you keep them in the world. Do you think Jesus was stupid to leave the devil here? He says, Jesus did not really know what he was doing. He should have taken this guy out of the way. You think he was stupid? He, he didn't know what he was doing. He says, no, no, no. I'm going to leave them there with the devil so that the devil messes them up. So that they become clever and, you know, streetwise. No. Jesus says, you know what? Who worries about the devil if I have paid the price already? My friends, you can rest in the midst of the storm. So Peter was asleep. And the following day they were supposed to kill him. He was asleep. He took an angel to say, Hey, Peter, wake up. Hello? I was resting, my man. <laughs> I love Jesus. Revelation chapter 22. The stubbornness of John. If you are to give it a title. The stubbornness. You still remember the message that I shared the other time? Wasted encounters. This is more like this. Wasted encounter. Now I, John. I love the way he spoke about himself. Now I, John. Saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. He knew it was an angel. He knew. I, I worshipped. It's not like God, he thought it was Jesus. Then, then he realized now it's now an angel. No. He was worshipping the angel. Have you ever heard people celebrate these angelic encounters? Ooh, we are in trouble. We are in trouble when they begin to speak. Some of us, we, we sit down, we keep quiet. Your Jesus' testimony is no longer important. It is now what they saw when they were in the mountain. That's, that's what matters. I, John, saw an angel. And after I saw and heard these things, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Verse 9. And he said to me, See that you do not do that. For I am your fellow servant and your brethren, and of your brethren the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Sons worship God. They don't worship papas. They worship God. Sons worship God. They don't worship pastors. God spoke to me and, and you know, set me free from the love of titles and all these funny things. He says, then the highest honor in the kingdom is to be called a son. Full stop. It's relationship. It's not pastor. It's not prophet. It's not teacher. It's not this. It's not that. It's not bishop. The highest honor. Because all these other titles, they are because of your position. You are a son. To as many as received him, he did not give them the authority to be called prophets. Major 5, Major 7, Major 20. We are sons of God. We are sons of God. Equal access. 
You know, the devil robs us. I'm telling you. It is false humility. The fact that there was Isaiah who the Bible, you know, not even scholars say he was a major prophet. That does not qualify you to make yourself. Because of all born of a woman, there was no one greater than John. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater. So who wants to be a major prophet after all? Who wants to be a major apostle after all? I am content because I am a son. Because I am a son, I move in the prophetic. Because I am a son, I am an apostle. Because I am a son, I shepherd. Because I am a son, I teach. Because I am a son, I evangelize. Everything proceeding from my relationship. Because it is only the immature who operate in gifts. The mature ones operate in love. Jesus was not gifted. He walked in love. Position. Do you know who you are? Do you know you are a son? John, stop it. Worship God. Sons worship the father. They reverence the father. So he says, when you pray, this is what you have to do. Our father. Let, let, me, let me show you something that, that I saw. I never saw this before. Then I saw it last night. John 20 verse 17. Amplified. Or any version to still say the same. You know your position. And the good thing, next week we'll be talking about, well, maybe. You will not lose it. That's where we are going to be next week. I'll give you reasons why you will not lose this position. Now, this is, uh, let, let, let's start. How about we start on verse 16? <laughs> ah. Jesus said to her, Mary turning around, she said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher or master, wait there. Jesus said to her, now Jesus has risen from the dead, Mary is there. And Jesus said to her, Mary, turning around, she said, Rabboni, which means teacher or master. Mary was still functioning in the revelation of the old. So when Jesus said Mary, she turned and said, Master, teacher, Rabboni. Look, the, the, the revelation that Jesus introduces, verse 17. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, do not hold me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren, and tell them, my brethren is my, my brothers. Now, that, that, that word in Greek is adelphos. We talked about it when we talked about the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. My brethren, adelphos, from the same womb. I am ascending to my father and your father. To my God and your God. Look, stop calling me master, teacher. I am that. It's not that I'm not. I am that. But there's something new. I'm now your father. And I am going to your father. 
who is also your father and to my God who is also your God and then false humility makes him the God of Papa <laughs> true humility calls him my God it's Jesus who said this this is Jesus is it not Jesus saying I'm going to my father and your father and I'm going to my God and your God he didn't say the God of Abraham no my God and your God the God of Mary so we let, let's put them I'm going to my father and Mary's father and to my God and Mary's God Romans chapter 8, verse 16 to 17. This last scripture for today. Well, there are going to be plenty more. Should we? I, yeah. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, I, I get surprised with those who have got, who are grandfathers to other men of God. And others, great grandfather, you know, great grandsons to other men of God. And you see, if God is not your grandfather, if God is not your grandfather or your great great grandfather is your father, what makes you think you can become a grandson of a man? who never bought you with his blood, who did not die for you, who does not even know your address, who does not know the hairs in your head. You see my head? God knows how many. You see? It's not obviously what he gave me when, when, when I came here. <laughs> but he's keeping track of, of everything. <laughs> and And... And he says, you're my son. And someone says, yeah, I am God's son. And so and so spirit, your grandfather. Or grandson. False humility. Devil is a liar. Romans 8, 16 to 17. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Not our flesh, not our emotions, not with our mind. Not with our bank accounts. The spirit bears him witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. This is our position. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Church, this is God news. This is God news. It's more than good news. This is what heaven is playing right now. This is what heaven wants you to hear. Not to false humility. Do you know who you are? 
That's why Paul came and says, if any other man comes and gives you and preaches to you another gospel, even if it is an angel, don't worship him because he is coming from Jerusalem. Or don't worship him because he's coming from heaven. Even if they, they address that they are God's neighbor in heaven, don't listen to them if they preach to you any other gospel, let alone a person. A person. If Paul says someone who is coming from heaven straight, God's neighbor. Don't listen to anybody who says, well, I went to heaven, and when I went to heaven, I was taken to another wing, and when I was another wing, and then, they, 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 then, then I saw other people, uh, believers, somewhere in hell. My friend, you classify those under even those who went into heaven. Do you know <laughs> if God wanted us to have messengers who go up and come down, go up and come down, go up and come down. You are not special because you went to heaven. We are seated there. You actually came where we were. You are not special because I went to heaven and then I saw this. We are there. You are the ones you saw seated together with Christ in the heavenly places. You were surprised to see us. Don't tell us about the gate and another gate and another gate. My friend, we stay there. He says, do you know that gate, the one on the right? I don't know the gate. I'm busy with him. Why should I know the gate? I'm seated. He says, I know there's another one on the other side. You know, then I was shown hell. I don't have time. We are bowing, saying holy. Holy. We don't have time to visit hell and to visit another section. When he called us to come, the, us, who were the varsities, say stop. Come. We came and we sat and we remain seated at the right hand of the Father. This is who we are. And the good news is that you cannot, you cannot lose your position. You are a son. Come on, give God praise. Lord, we are grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is no greater love than this. That a man lays down his life for his friends. Thank you, Lord, for qualifying us. Thank you, Father. We are always grateful for the finished work of the cross. And now we are sons because of what you did. We don't take this lightly. We don't take this lightly. Because we are bought by your blood, your very own blood. We were not bought by perishable things like silver or gold. But it took your humility. You left heaven, you left your glory, 
you were made in the likeness of man just so that you buy us back we will not be cheated religion will not cheat us preachers will not cheat us we will not fall for the tricks of the enemy everything that was paid for we will enjoy thank you father thank you lord for keeping revealing your word to us your children so that we walk in the victory of the cross in jesus name amen thank you you are blessed